And I spread a song so you can sing along With my special guest star or two You like to sing and dance And this podcast by chance Explores musicals for you everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is my Scottish correspondent, Andrew Gardiner, everyone. Oh my god, hello, Hen. How's it going? I did not mean for that to happen. Well, I mean, the first time I did, but this time was an accident, entirely. <laughs> a, happy, a happy accident. I mean... Mm-hmm. The myth, the legend, she's back on the podcast. <laughs> <My> popular demand. <laughs> By popular to yeah. talk about Anna and the apocalypse. Here we are. The zombie Christmas movie that's set in in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's not everything we all want, a zombie Christmas musical set in Scotland, come on. I mean, I'm I'm here for it. I love every I love this movie. <laughs> I'm gonna say it right at the top. I love this movie. <laughs> oh, I loved every second. Yeah. So the movie came out in 2017. Screenplay by Alan McDonald and Ryan McHenry. Music and lyrics by Roddy Hart and Tommy Riley. Directed by John McPhile. MC McPhail. McPhail. Yeah. Oh, McPhail. We, we should ask him. <laughs> Do you know him? No. <laughs> He's not your neighbor? No, unfortunately not. I, I just moved, so that's why. Oh, damn it. Oh, damn it, I know. <laughs> and according to IMDb, a zombie aco- apocalypse... Bleh. And according to IMDb, a zombie apocalypse threatens the sleepy town of Little Haven. Is that a real place, by the way? No. I okay. um I tried Google Mapsing it um earlier and um Haven is not a place. Little Haven. Uh, Haven is like a holiday car like a caravan holiday park. Uh-huh. But Little Haven does doesn't not. exist. Okay. Um so, I, yeah, I think I think it's set in like the borders though. So like right in between England and Scotland. Uh okay, so and it's at Christmas, forcing Anna and her friends to fight slash and sing their way, uh, their way to survival, facing the undead in a desperate race to reach their loved ones. But they soon discover that no one is safe in, th- in this new world. And with civilization falling apart around them, the only people they can truly rely on are each other. Now, um, oh, oh. did you feel a little triggered watching this movie? <laughs> um about within the first one minute there's like a radio (laughs) announcement that's like a flu-like pandemic is ravaging the country and blah and i was like oh god and an apocalypse have predicted covid and (laughs) i'm now watching my future play out so um i was taking note on how i can now survive the musical zombie apocalypse um because i was very triggered at least you don't have to do like a like super choreographed dance break because no. in, in that one song where it's Anna and John singing, I think it's turning my life around where they're just dicking around with movement. Um, you can 
you don't you don't really know how to do like the combo you know what uh, no. five six seven eight if you will you just it's an idiot. you it's just an move exactly just flail leap lay out and it's all great <laughs> <laughs> so i know that this is set in scotland but like realistically could this be set anywhere in your opinion yeah um yeah i think I it's think- great it's in scotland first part like so, so yeah so do i i well when it was being filmed i had no idea that it was happening i had no idea when it came out i first watched it during lockdown one um and when i first watched it I know, like, loads of the people that are in it. I don't know any of the principal cast, but I know loads of people that are in it. And I was like, the fuck? Where was I? Um, like, <laughs> so then put, I a, going, put a hat on me. I'm a student. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah, I called my friend, Rachel, um, who's an actor, and we were both like, where were we when this filmed? <laughs> How did everyone else get to be in it? And we did not. So yeah, I, I tend to tend appreciate um, that it was set in Scotland, but really it could be set anywhere in the UK. It's just very British. Mm-hmm. So who did you know? Like, did you know people like students or or yeah. te- or adults? If you will? So, well, every so often people would kind of pop up that I knew. So um, I used to do youth theatre with one of the stripper Santas. You know the Santas that are naked that do the big dance number. Oh, the the um, uh, crap! What's that song? It's that time of year. Yeah. So um, I did um, guys and dolls with him. His name is Fraser. Um, (laughs) So I know him quite well. But then just a bunch of other people. Like there was um, a lot of the zombies. I knew who they were, and a bunch (laughs) of the people I knew who they were. Yeah. So you're just like, my friend, I know you. I'm yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm looking up. So when I was in, I, I when I took a trip to Edinburgh because, you know, booked and blessed sometimes, mm-hmm. um, I stayed, crap, I can't remember the name. I didn't stay in Edinburgh. I stayed in a different town, Fox something fuck me i don't remember but um it was after i've seen the movie because i saw this movie in theaters i don't remember how i heard about it but i made sure to see this movie in theaters and it blew my mind but um when they when they sang turning my life around the house the houses that you see Anne uh anna in Mm -hmm. when i went to edinburgh i was like is this where they filmed it (laughs) (laughs) Um, maybe I don't know where they. I assume they filmed it in Glasgow, um, but uh, I don't it anywhere. I'm very upset. I don't remember where exactly I stayed. It was very, very far away from the city too, and I almost froze in that place. Anyway, <laughs> well, okay. This this is the start of another apocalypse too. Uh, <laughs> This movie was based off of a short film called Zombie Musical. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. No. So it's like about 16 minutes. It has three songs in it. It's directed by Ryan McHenry, which is who they dedicate the movie to, the Anna and the Apocalypse to. Because okay. in this short, there's like this girl 
this guy and a teacher and they're out of school and they're trying to fight the zombie apocalypse. It's a little rapey, if you will. I'm sorry to say that, but like everyone wants to hook up with this girl and it's like, "Mm." okay. Uh, But it has three songs in it. And one of them is like the basis of turning my life around. Like you could, if you watch it, it's on YouTube. But if you watch it, they, they have a similar concept where it's the lead is so oblivious to the zombie apocalypse around her. (laughs) And they even go so far in this short to have like background dancers for her. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) I've just got to say that song was maybe the most iconic thing I have ever seen. It was glorious. Her just walking along her street, living her full walking on sunshine fantasy while like all of her neighbors are being ravaged behind her. And, and I mean, she's too busy like time stepping and layouts and <laughs> jumping to her. She's like, no, <laughs> it's so good. I mean, I've been oblivious to things before, but that's usually like when I'm walking around and looking at my phone. <laughs> she was oh, just living her fantasy and I 10 out of 10 appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> uh so is that your favorite music number or do you have a one that's like even more so than that i think that was my favorite one i think mm, i also liked the one in the in the school lunch hall the hollywood ending that was a good one i liked the how camp the uh, choreo was for that um and then just like the what's her name lisa and chris like just standing on the table um, <laughs> really going at it while everyone else is dancing around them so stupid oh wonderful <laughs> uh i thought like this i'm so happy this movie was made and i didn't know i needed it uh-huh. um you know prior to pandemic i i uh i would watch it a lot and everything i mean i still would watch it a lot but like maybe not so much because you know <laughs> the 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 code like the flu like pandemic that they're mm-hmm. <laughs> turning into zombies yeah i felt like this movie is very smart where it starts off very like campy musical theater yeah. and they have like that slow introduction of the zombies but like once it turns into a zombie movie the music changes too yeah and like the style of the songs that they sing all totally change as well mm-hmm. um and even though the way that they sing sounds totally different so um I, and i noticed it when they were singing the the finale just, i will believe yeah stylistically how the the girl that plays anna sings that versus how she sings uh the whatever that first song is um breakaway mm-hmm. um it's so different like she's so empty and so camp at the start and yeah but no, yeah, it's really, I don't even know how I feel about it. It's just great. Do you feel like there should be a sequel? Like, I well, know you kind of joked about it, but like. um, Just, yeah, I would like a sequel um, because they just drive away in the car still with the zombie apocalypse happening. And I was like, well. I, w- I want to know what happens. Yeah. Like, where where are they going? <laughs> like, you know. Right, because, you know. When you just listen to the soundtrack, um, you you finish with uh, I Will Believe. And then there's two versions of a song called What a Time to Be Alive, which is lyrics from 
turning my life around, but done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the movie, I forgot that it ends with them like having Hollywood ending play. And it's kind of like a weird juxtaposition because like, mm-hmm. it's like this happy song, you know, talking about like life is not Hollywood. And the, it, it it's like a, making a weird statement being like, this isn't a happy ending, even though the song is all bouncy and happy, but like, you know, they're like driving the point home, you know, these, the three that survived in this car mm-hmm. may not survive. So I'm like, I want to know what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I would like to see more, please. But specifically, so I took a note of this when I was watching it, I would like a sequel starring the two people dressed up as penguins. Well, they turn into zombies. Well, we can have their origin story. It could be a prequel. True. Or they can come back as zombie penguins. Yes, please. Uh, Because they were just total icons. um, And I feel they deserved better. Um, so I would like the sequel to be starring them, but no, seriously, I would like a sequel, please. <laughs> I think so, COVID might have gotten the way as to why that maybe didn't happen, but <laughs> sure, yeah, totally. COVID, yeah, that's the reason. <laughs> that's the funding. What? <laughs> well, there could be crowdsourcing, who knows, you know, mm-hmm. GoFundMe and whatnot. <laughs> when you were watching this movie, did you like flashback to high sc- your time in high school? Yeah. yeah. Yes, I did. Um, And what I really liked is that it looked so normal. So it looked just like kind of any rundown, particularly Scottish high school. Like that looked so similar to the school that I went to. And yeah, just, yeah. And uniforms are really a thing. Oh, oh, yes. (laughs) Even in public high schools? Yeah. I don't know of any school in Scotland anyway that doesn't have a uniform. Because, you know, here in the States, you know, American, what's up? We're the best. Uh, (laughs) Our public schools don't have a uniform. They have dress codes, but they don't have a uniform. Mm -hmm. So it's usually the private schools that you have to wear the uniform and everything. Yeah, no. So all schools um, have a uniform. Uh, so the public schools will almost be kind of exactly like the uniforms that they wore in the film. So just a white shirt, uh, black trousers, skirt and a tie, whereas a private school would be like a kilt and a blazer. And mm. Very fancy. But yeah, it, it looked um, so normal, so run-of-the-mill um, particularly Scottish working class town and school, which was really nice to see because you never see that, um, particularly in a musical. So realistically, could John get away wearing that sweatshirt, that sweater? <laughs> um, or sorry, can John get away wearing that uh, jumper? Let me let me <laughs> jumper the light of, because it's because it's a Christmas jumper and because it's set on like the twenty from like the twenty second of December. Uh-huh. I think that is like the first step because yeah so the day that she that Anna wakes up and like uh everyone's now a zombie she opens her advent calendar and that's the 23rd 
which I have, I'm very offended that they were still at school on the 23rd of December. Okay, I was about to be like, is that a thing? Or is that just for this movie? I feel like it's the 23rd is a really late stop. You get two weeks, so... Yeah, I mean, about the 20th that you that you would break off but yeah the sweat like because it's so close to christmas the sweatshirt the the jumper would work would be yeah, allowed he'd maybe get away with it um but at my school he would have got shouted at by one of our many re teachers <laughs> the sweatshirt is so stupid <laughs> <laughs> i love i god this movie is so i remember being very upset um, okay, so I probably should put like a spoiler alert here or at the beginning because you know we're... I think there we cannot avoid the spoilers. Um, and a Paul, you're just gonna have to go and pause this right now <laughs> and, and watch, watch the movie, movie, then come back and then listen to us again. Spoiler alert! Because <laughs> um, like. I, I got, when I first saw it, I remember being very upset when John dies. Oh my God. I was still distraught when I well, watched it. not dies, but like gets bitten. And then he's like, I, wait. Yeah, he gets. Well, he like. I, so, he first gets bitten and then he like pushes them away. And yeah, the horde eats them. Hand, and then like he kind of uses himself as a human shield over Anna. And then he was ravaged by them. Yeah. Um, It was so sad. And I think because part of what makes it even more sad is like the conversation that he's had just before that is when Anna is like black and white friend zoning it. Mm -hmm. And then he gets like no resolution towards that. Makes it just really upsetting. Right. But like by horror movie stand rules... It makes sense why he dies, because he's like the heart of the group in a way. Yes, I know when they want to upset us, but right, but they did. They yeah. did the job. They upset us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and also in the um, was that the teachers' lounge that they were in when they were when what are their names when Lisa and Chris got bit? Yeah, I think like the staff room. I think so. Yeah, that also was very upsetting because whenever you see it on the character when they're like, I just got bit, you have to leave me here. I have to sacrifice myself. Um, It's very heartbreaking. Like I said, when this, like this movie has a lot of shifts to it. And when that happens, you're just like, oh no. Like we, the audience, everyone knows like either I'm going to kill you or you will become a zombie and still be dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And because they, they, I, they purposefully left all of the unlikable characters alive. Whereas Anna's the lead, but she's kind of annoying. Uh, whereas like they kill John and they kill Lisa and they kill Chris, all the people that like the audience I don't think Steph yeah, was unlikable. She was fine. She got she was shit fine. done. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like the likable characters of the group. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah they yeah. killed all of them off, which is just very upsetting. God damn it. How dare yeah. you? But I, I get it. Like you, ha- you had to make the, this big group of people go down, whittle down to like a 
three or two or something. Well, they, they went down to three, but like, you can't, not everyone could survive out of the cast. And I understand that. No, I'm, I guess what kind of annoys me is that they let the guy who was sexually harassing Anna, like at school. Oh yeah. Like, like in, in their lunch break, um, and has been harassing her for the whole film and like slut shaming her for the whole film. Um, and then they attempt to give him some little piddly justification. Um, yeah, I'm like, why does he get to live? And you kill off John. Why? Uh, right? I guess also the reaction wouldn't be the same. Where it's, I mean, Savage is the only one that really is the cathartic death, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't think it was that cathartic. I felt like they could have done more. Yeah. I did read, though, that... uh, Okay, so in the movie, there's, like, 11 songs. Okay. There was a 12th song that was cut where it was between Savage and the dad, Anna's dad. Oh, okay. But since, like, the release of, like, the Blu-ray and the director's cut and everything, they put it back in. Uh, I don't know where it happens in the in terms of the movie. I didn't get that far into my <laughs> digging, but it's called "Which Side Are You On?" Yeah, the song. It was. I think it was cut because of like time and pacing, which is weird because this movie really isn't that long. No, it's like uh, it's ninety minutes, right? It's about ninety. A little, little over an hour and a half, maybe like an hour 40. It was a nice, comfortable length. Like, right. You could and watch it and be engaged the whole time. Um, but yeah, it seems strange that they felt they had to cut a number, but oh well. So in the song, uh, It's That Time of Year, how long did it take you to understand what the song was really about? <laughs> That's the one that the, uh, Lisa sings at the Christmas pageant. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, for me it's when, when she, I catch on I when she says that like her chimney needs on blocking I was like oh that's what the song's about yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> probably around about then as well definitely before the naked Santas came on um, <laughs> <laughs> I just like the cutaways to like the audience members, like, then you have the prince, like the children's eyes. The print, the prince, the um. Do you call them principals? Headmaster, yeah. head teacher, headmaster, the teacher, the, the the headmaster that's retiring that has the giant "I'm retiring" button is like, I don't give a shit. You love that. <laughs> like her just going full Marilyn Monroe was uh-huh. just everything. It was so good. <laughs> I, I wish this team, Roddy Hart and Tommy Riley, I don't know them well. I wish them to, like, write more musicals, though. Me too. I, I don't know if they actually are a writing team, but if they are, but they should be. Because yeah. <laughs> I would love to see, a, like, not just a sequel to this, but, like, maybe another movie that they do. I did see, though, that Marley Sue, who plays Lisa, was mm-hmm. in uh, a movie I was anticipating called uh our ladies have you heard of this movie at all oh um i have because 
Um, I am friends with one of the um, guys that produced it on the West End. Yeah, so it's based off of uh, a show called Our Ladies of Perpetual Sucker, which I saw on the the West End. And I was kind of upset that they didn't make the movie like what the stage show is. Uh Uh-huh. Because... I mean, I know it's pro- it probably deals with rights and everything because it's a jukebox musical. But like, it, as we see in this movie, Marley Sue can sing. See, I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing her name wrong, but she can she could sing her ass off, and I would would have loved to hear her sing uh, electric light orchestra music in that movie. Uh, so, it, has that movie come out? It has, and it's just a it's not a musical. Um. No, but like you do hear them sing for like their choir, like they have a rehearsal and then you see the performance that they do okay. for the contest. Ooh, yeah, and they're going to Edinburgh for a, a a choral contest or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's no musical moments, real like or musical theatery okay. moments, like like this movie, you know where. They stop the action to sing their emotions and everything. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, until you get to the the fish rap, which is hilarious. Fish. <laughs> That's the one that the penguins were oh, dancing. Wow. That was the highlight. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was great. Yeah. Uh, do you think, though, or no, if the zombies in this movie is a metaphor for like, how kids or people are using their technology oh oh yeah because okay so we the reason the reason why i asked that um why, when i was rewatching it for this when they get to that scene in the teacher's lounge mm-hmm. all the zombies there are like watching the tv that um they set up with all the movies and stuff and so mm-hmm. i was like wait a second <laughs> Are they saying that we're zombies for technology or something? Um, oh, well, actually, and when they're in the bowling alley, before and- the apocalypse hits, um, Anna is standing kind of at like the desk and behind her, there's a sign that says no mobile, no mobile phones. And then obviously the bowling alley is where the initial attack for like our main characters happens. Mm-hmm. So... And that this song, Human Voice, where they're all like on their phones or, or yes. some sort of technology trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Oh my, I didn't even think of that. You're cracking this wide open. I'm cracking the code. <laughs> yeah, at Alan Mc- McDonald and Ryan McHenry, you know, I think I figured out your movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have broke this down. I think I, I did. Come on the pod and tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, exactly. Come and challenge us. <laughs> I challenge you. I can't praise this movie enough. And I don't feel like enough people know about it, especially here in the States. Like, I don't think a lot of people know about it. And I'm, that makes me very upset because, like, I personally feel like it's a great musical. I don't think, though, it could work as a stage version. I agree. Um, I think it very much works for this specific medium mm-hmm. because it's very Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. So it's very much zombie, campy zombie movie. Right. So it lives in that world, but 
it's what's an it's like that meets not glee but like some sort of musical thing that's been crafted for the screen rather than the stage right um so i agree i don't think it would work on stage and the songs aren't big enough to right be on stage either like you have just one ensemble song and that's happy ending um hollywood and, ending i'm sorry yeah and even that is quite it's not grand enough i don't think that mm. it feels kind of almost like a crazy ex-girlfriend style of song right yeah which works great on a on your tv but on a stage it would get lost i think yeah because like human voice as well you need the camera to tell you what you're looking at and to how and the fact that these people are in different areas like i know in theater when we are asked a lot to like suspend our disbelief and pretend like they are not 10 feet away from each other but like they're they're pretending like they're miles apart if one they're on different sides of the stage but I, like i don't think it would work as well exactly uh, and so any songs like um turning my life around how that works so well is and what makes it so funny is the use of the camera so right. the fact that the camera is able to start off just on anna and then it shows us the the zombies behind her when it wants us to see it. Compared yes. to on stage, you can't control what where, where people look, you know. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be as funny. It it could be funny, but it wouldn't hit in the same way. You know, there wouldn't be that. You can't get in. You can't see up close, and you can't on stage. You wouldn't necessarily be able to tell that. Anna has headphones on, so that's why she can't hear anything. Unless you know, they're like the big noise canceling ones. Exactly. Which not many <laughs> people going to school are wearing that. <laughs> True. It feels like this is supposed to be like a like a present day quote unquote. Because obviously we're talking about it four years later. But like mm-hmm. it's supposed to be of the present, which is 2017. Because yeah. you see the technology and everything. So I mean, it, it, uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that, but and, I, I mean, the fact that as, as you've said, well, as you've kind of pointed out that it, the apocalypse is that related to technology, you need the technology aspect of it. So it being a live piece takes that away from it. Yeah you need the camera to see like the uh them not getting service yeah. rather than them being like throw my phone i don't have any fucking service or something yeah. but i i could i could see this working as like a concert version if they got the cast together Ooh, wow. to like do a concert yeah that could work yeah that would be so fun but i and- mean and yeah. that's how they can raise money to do the sequel. Oh, uh, we're we're breaking, we're cracking all the codes here. Why aren't they just giving us producer credits at this point? <laughs> um, they, they will for the sequel. They will. They will. Um, they will. But you know, it's not even it's not even that well known over here. Really, not many people know it. I hadn't even heard of it until lockdown one. So until when did I first watch it? May of 2020 
Holy and I only shit. watched it because it came up on my Netflix and I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and it so, and you're you're like, thank you, Netflix, for introducing this to me. Once again, thank you. Um <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know why people don't know about it. And considering I know so many people in it. So you didn't see them like promoted on their social medias maybe i did and i was just too bitter and blacked out who knows <laughs> i could just see you immediately like texting your friends that were in it just be like what the fuck why didn't you tell me about this yeah exactly um where was my invite to the casting <laughs> well so i did i did read though that like the cast didn't really see the finished movie until it like went to a festival in texas so Holy. yeah uh, yeah. Been made. yeah so it's like we did this movie and a year late like maybe a year later we finally see the finished product at at like I, I don't think it was south by southwest but it was some thing like that some like film festival like that where they're like oh okay cool <laughs> it's like so this is fun okay so this is what we did awesome <laughs> i love that i know i would fall asleep like put this movie on and fall asleep to it like when I'm going to bed because it's so soothing <laughs> yeah it's such a relaxing movie such a relax <laughs> well you know after you see it like 12 times 14 times and listen to the soundtrack on repeat like well exactly at that point you're then just watching a Christmas film yes yeah it's like Hallmark movie for me you know it really is you know all we need is a prince and a Snowden cabin well, so Osnes can appear. <laughs> well, I mean, she's got she's got she big dreams. She's got big dreams and um, is being asked to stay in the small town. And then there's a Christmas pageant, so they have that <laughs> covered. Um, there's also zombies, which is an added twist. <laughs> added twist. There's unrequited love. So many things. So festive. I kind of wish there was like a thriller moment with the zombies, but not really. <laughs> you know, like I with... know part of me would have really have liked a zombie musical number, but like that—that's just a little extra thing for us. You know, it—it it does like, the movie doesn't need it. No, but, but it'll. I, we would like it. We would like it. Yes, yeah. maybe in the sequel we can be like, oh hey, the zombies have to tap dance. Exactly. So. Now you that you know we're pro- we're producing it, but putting no money into it, we're just getting your money from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. From from the concert that you guys are going to pr- do of the original casting. Exactly, songs. exactly. I would like a full "Anything Goes" style zombie tap number, um, as well as maybe a little contemporary dance. Oh, I think or. Or a nice waltz where you have Anna and is his name Nick? Yeah. Yeah. Anna and Nick like waltzing around zombies. Oh that yeah. Might work. Ready Fred Astaire. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in this proposed sequel that we're doing, A, where is it set? And B, how do we get another bunch of humans together? Well, I mean, they did drive away, so they could be anywhere at this point. Um, I feel like so you said it's like polar opposite from little working class Scotland well so you said that it's supposed to set you think it's set on like the border between Scotland and England 
So, okay. Um, maybe they drove to London, took the the train to Paris, uh, but like they stole another car and they are somewhere else in Europe. Maybe Germany? They could be wearing lederhosen. They could be wearing lederhosen. Or they found their way to Russia, which is... And then it just becomes Anastasia. (laughs) Anastasia and the apocalypse. Yes! Yes, they meet meet up... Turning to the past. Life. But but like in in this movie, they are... They not... They meet like uh, people from all over the world. You know, like a little group of little group of humans together. Let's say like twenty people, but like some are Russian, some are German, some are we we get an Australian just because. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it sounds so stupid, and I love it. <laughs> well, just to make private schoolgirls there. <sighs> I don't think I think we could get rid of the school aspect of it. You know. At this point. Well. Yeah. They were due to leave school anyway. How old are they? They're supposed to be, what, like 17? 16? 17, 18. 17, 18? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They can drive, so at least 17. Probably 18. Oh, I don't know the rules. (laughs) You don't know the rules of engagement? So in the UK, you have to be 17 before you can drive. Okay. Yeah, same here. Kind of. Um, But... Yeah, I feel like it would be great if they do if they do a sequel. I don't know where it would be set, but like if you have like a global cast, if you will. So mm-hmm. you know, people are being toured. Maybe maybe it's like a tour group or so, or like some of them are part of a tour group that uh, survived. Yeah, they joined the circus. They <laughs> no, no, I meant like you know they're tourists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yes. We've got to workshop this. We we can. Yes, yeah. I, I I know that you know Roddy Hart and Tommy Riley, so we got to. Well, we're yeah, of course I know them. You, you're you're, problems, so. you're besties, so exactly. We got to get them together. Okay, and then one and then you know I'll I'll hunt down Alan and Ryan to see if they're first of all I know that they're going to be interested because who who's going to turn down work at this point, but. <laughs> I'll make. I'll be like, listen, we've got this plan. We've got it. We've kind of got an outline. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> uh, is there anything else, Angie, that you want to talk about before we get sharp and flat? Let me have a look at my notes because I'm so proud that you took notes on this movie. <laughs> it helps. The last movie, I did not. Um, but, oh, Scottish yeah. Highlands. That's all you needed to know about. That is all I did need to know for Brigadoon. Um, <laughs> so one of my first notes in big capital letters was, we've already spoken about this, but why are they still at school on the 23rd of December? This is child abuse. So I don't, the, the thing though is, I don't know how it works. I don't remember how it works because it's been so long since I was in high school mm. or in, you know, school. I feel like though... Would they wait until a Friday? So this way you have like two full weeks off and then you come back on a Monday two weeks later? I don't know if that's how... I, I'm I'm pulling, out, pulling shit out of my ass right now. That makes sense. Would they have been off 
if their last day of term was Christmas Eve, that is very tragic, though. That's very upsetting. That is that I think is too far. Yeah, but like, I don't know, teachers, if you're listening, you we'll get to the socials later. Let me know, or school administrators, or something. Just let us know because it's been it's been a minute since Andrew and I have been. Been in school. Exactly. So refresh us. Yeah. Um, oh, something that I did want to talk about. I don't understand, I really don't understand the zombie logic. So when can and can't they see people? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of other zombie logic here that's at play because when they decapitate the snowman, but like. I, well, back to that snowman. When. <laughs> <laughs> when the snowman passes, not gets knocked down, and Anna is like, "Don't worry, I'm a first aider." That was one of my favorite moments of the film. Um, you, you think once you decapitate them, like that's it? Because that 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 is like the one rule, which is well, I guess they didn't hit the brain per se, but like the brain is no longer connected to the body, so it should yeah. be dead. But yeah, the zombie logic, I think. <laughs> was just what they needed for the scene yeah because like all of a sudden they then were like oh wait if we crawl they won't see us but and i was like well then why weren't you crawling the whole time first of all i loved that they used that bubble pit as a shield i thought that was very smart and hilarious and then when the old lady sat on it and then peed on her right hilarious but yes very smart but also you can see their legs so like do they just not sense them because it's a plastic they're they're surrounded by plastic like do they only recognize faces alan and ryan again okay so when we're when we're gonna facetime when we're gonna talk to alan and ryan about doing the sequel maybe we'll fix a lot we'll retcon a lot of this stuff where We'll yeah. explain it a little more or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get get a zombie expert. Like, I know that um, John and Chris were, like, so- nerds in a way, so they understood the pop culture references of zombies. But, like, mm-hmm. get somebody who, like, Night of the Living Dead is their Bible, you know? Yes. <laughs> in yeah. the sequel. So this way, then, we we can have them, you know... Tell they us what the rules are. A very Scream 3. We finally get the rules of engagement explained mm-hmm. to us. And we're like, now I know what's going on. We need a Randy Meeks. That's we what we need. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to... Are you ready to go into Sharp and Flat? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's get... Let's do it, baby. Sharp Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it can change, it's flat. Mm -hmm. Usually, we go back and forth with sharps and flats. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you'll start all to go, blah, blah, blah. I kind of want to go first because this is hilarious how I wrote it. For sharp, I wrote the whole movie. And flat, I wrote nothing. (gasps) Oh my god, I love that. This this is a great movie. I I mean, I know we can nitpick little things here and there, but like A, it's a goddamn musical. B, zombies. So why am I I know I throw logic in a lot of other musicals, but like this one, I'm just like, I love it. I I yeah. can't. I can't. I cannot. 
<laughs> I refuse. Yeah. I refuse to nitpick. Like there was there wasn't really a cringy moment in this movie that I needed to flat it or mm-hmm. um or there wasn't anything too jarring that I was like, uh that was what? But like yeah. and same goes with sharps, where it's like if I were to list all my sharps, it would go minute by minute and we'd be here for 17 days talking about this movie. Well, we could just start a, a brand new podcast just on this <laughs> And the subsequent sequel that we're writing. Exactly. <laughs> so much content. So much content that no one will listen to. Uh, uh, Andrew, what were, your, what were your sharps and flats? So, I, like you, I love the whole thing. But there are a couple of moments that I have pulled out that were personal um, shining okay so one of them is (laughs) when john and anna are watching the christmas tree burn so just after um turning my life around john says oh i'm sure things will be fine across town they're then standing watching the christmas tree burn and then john just starts eating a banana Um, (laughs) i loved that so much that killed me um Big, big highlight. I also loved the hashtag Vax selfie. Oh my God. Um, yes. Such such content, such great content. So I also really, I really loved the song Human Voice. I think that it was so beautifully simple and still just in contrast to the shitstorm that has just happened. Yes. With like the super crazy zombie attack in the bowling alley. And I really loved how the film was able to give the audience a breather because I found that in a lot of zombie films, so if you think uh, stuff like 28 Days Later um, or Shaun of the Dead, um, a lot of those quieter moments in a normal zombie film is just people doing literally nothing. Right. And just kind of sitting watching them do nothing. And you're like, okay, but whereas this like allowed you to get inside of their head through the song, um, but also have a bit of a breather and give your brain a break, uh, which I really loved. And I think that's where it being a musical within this zombie film was a really big pro for it. Like it was yeah. a really big help because it allowed um the film to have those quieter moments where we can just absorb what has just happened, but the plot keeps moving forward. We're not literally just watching people do nothing. So right. I really that. And we get to see them react to like the bombs going off and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you're you're like, oh shit, this is real for these people. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Do you have any flats for this movie? Any flats. So, I have got one and a half. Okay. (laughs) All right, all right, Uh, uh, okay. So, my one is um, the, what is the name of the song? Give Them a Show, is that it? Oh, Give Them a Show. Final Battle song that Mm. Anna sings. was just really underwhelming, I think, as a song. 
do you mean like the lyrics were underwhelming or like the action in the scene was underwhelming or like a little bit of both? A bit of both and the song itself, I think, like musically, I think. Just because a lot of the other songs we've had, there was a lot of bops in the mm-hmm. film and yeah. it just felt a bit lacklustre and I wanted, I, I wanted it to be a bit more rousing, you know? Just a bit disappointing, I think. It was all right. But I didn't want all right for that moment, you know. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the climactic battle between her and the the headmaster. Yeah. Uh, well, vice uh, assistant headmaster, technically, yeah. if you will, where he's insane, and you kind of wanted her to like beat the shit out of him too. Yeah. Or at exactly. least hit him, not like. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, I can see that, but at the same time, I still love this movie. <laughs> no, like, I still liked it. I think just if I was to think of... Um, like, if, if, if we could flat, change it. Yeah, if I could change it, I would make that song a bit more rousing. And I would have liked the energy up a little bit. It just felt a little bit too... I don't know. It just didn't work as well, at, considering we've had songs that do work really well in mm-hmm. the film. I Maybe if it was like an 80s rock song or yes. something. I wanted like Bonnie Tyler-esque. Mm-hmm. Bad I can see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so, so that, what was the half? The half is... <laughs> half, um, it's not a half flat. It's just my feelings about it were kind of very mixed. So the song is called Soldier at War. Oh, I yeah. Called, this is my half because... I don't think I have been equally as irritated um, and triggered as well as aroused at the same time than watching this group of Neds attack all of the zombies. Um, And that's just where I'm going to leave it. (laughs) And you're like, oh, wait, they're supposed to be 17 years old. It's 18 years old. Oh, I feel gross. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, well, I mean, they're blatantly about 25. True. Well, that's fine. But it's just the fact that they're a group of Neds or you, Chavs. Um, yeah, I felt triggered, but I was not mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you add any songs to your life's playlist? Oh, turning my life around. So good. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else will I... Well, the song that I have stuck in my head is Hollywood Ending. Ooh-ah. Ooh-ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I think those were my two faves. What about you? I listen to the whole album whenever. <laughs> so it's already there. <laughs> it's already there. I, I listen to every... Like, uh, on the album, I think I, I, I talked about... Uh, I, I, I just mentioned... I, I did mention the song What a Time to Be Alive. There are two versions of it on the album. There's one that's like sort of Michael Bublé-esque where it's like somebody crooning it. And then you have like the whole cast doing like this really Christmas hyperactive version of it. And I still love it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but like it, the lyrics of, if you listen, if you listen to the album, and you get to that song, go back to listening to Turning My Life Around. Because when uh, Anna and John are singing two different 
ver like verses at the same time, mm -hmm. those are the lyrics of What a Time to Be Alive. Oh, okay. That's cool. So, so it's very smart and I appreciate it. Oh, I like that. I would say I will add the album to my iTunes right now. How dare you not have it already? I'm doing it right now. Live on a pre-recorded right episode. Now. It's <laughs> happening live, Anna and the apocalypse. Give it your money. There it is. It's on Apple Music. Apple already gets my money, so. Great. It's done. You've got the receipts. I'm so proud. Oh, wait. Does your version have that one song that I said was cut? Does it have 12 songs or uh, 13 songs or 14? 13. Okay. It does. Because the last two should be the two different versions of What a Time to Be Alive. Where... Yeah, and the orchestral version, I could sing it. <laughs> well Andrew we've come to the end of the episode already already it's oh. been a wild ride talking about zombies and Scotland some more but like not the Highlands this time <laughs> not who would have thought <laughs> right more uh, to Scotland than the Highlands is there another musical movie set in Scotland that I just don't know about Sunshine on Leith. We're doing that. Let's we'll do Sunshine on Leith. Let's put pin in that. Oh, well, 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 thank you. I'll pencil you in in the future. Yeah. That's all songs by the Proclaimers. So, um, oh. I will walk five hundred miles. <laughs> is that yeah. song in the movie? It absolutely is. Oh my god! I'm so excited to have you then come back to do a hat trick of Scottish films. <laughs> Then Maybe I think we'll, that we've run the gambit. And then after that, and then after that, if you want to come back, I guess we'll have to do non-Scottish films. How boring. Oh, whatever. Okay. Uh, is there anything though you want to plug or promote? No. <laughs> um, same as last time, Shrek, March, Edinburgh uh -huh. Theatre. Um, but apart from that, no. <laughs> You're not doing any more online shows like you did with uh, Title of Show? Not at the moment. Um, we are very early days um, of developing something else, but um, oh, the secret. Um, I'm intrigued. You're getting the, you're getting the scoop, um, but no. So not, nothing that I can talk about at the moment. But and then where where can the good people find you on the on the <clears throat> socials? They can find me on Instagram at underscore Andrew Chernuski. Think share the singer. New N O U ski as in skiing. <laughs> <laughs> Where maybe in the future he'll post about this secret project that he's not allowed to talk about. Maybe you will then hear about my super secret projects. Nice, nice. Mm. And if you want to express your feelings on Anna and the Apocalypse, or tell me about when uh, the break starts for how like the winter break starts in in high school and everything please someone tell us please i'm i'm begging you somebody write in finally mm -hmm. uh you can email <laughs> me at buddhasongpod at gmail.com i'm also on facebook instagram and twitter at buddhasongpod i almost forgot the pod i don't know what i'm doing um and andrew i don't know if i told you this but fun fact this is part of like my holiday uh theme episode so happy happy holidays happy, happy ha times 
happy holidays. Let's watch a zombie musical Christmas movie. I mean, it's the best of all the Christmas movies. It really well. Mm, okay, so we're f- ending the the One holiday. The You're what? Anyway, sorry. I was gonna say we're ending the holiday themed movies uh, with the next episode, which is White Christmas. I mean, <gasps> oh. Nice. If if we're ever gonna go out with a bang on a holiday themed episodes, it's White Christmas. Um, so yeah, uh, Andrew, we should probably like get off the Zoom call and start writing the sequel. Anastasia and the Apocalypse. Anastasia. Well, that's our working title. <laughs> the title. <laughs> who, who knows what happens after like draft seventy five, where. It's now set in outer space. I don't know. Oh, it could become Andrew and the Apocalypse. Oh, oh but we have Anna still from. Ooh, ooh. Anna needs to be there. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Another. The first film, so. We're going to do a trilogy, okay? So we have Anna and the Apocalypse as the first movie. Andrew and the Apocalypse, where we set up this other group of people. Oh my God. And, and then they come together, Andrew and Anna. And then and and then it's just triple A, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> where where they all meet up somewhere and fight zombies and hopefully survive and do do a little soft shoe number here and there. Oh, we gotta get working on this. God, give us your money, everyone. <laughs> Send to my PayPal if anyone's asking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye for now, everyone. Bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to Castbox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.